Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. As always, if you don't know by now, you better ask somebody. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from May, it's my man, 50 Grand. Get up on your mic and do what you can, my friend. Yeah. What's going on? I'm on the mic. Yes, you are on the mic. The chef. Cooking it up, baby. Get it done, Savage. Get it yeah. done. Yeah. We're back. Savquan the chef. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is that a new AKA? No. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's got you there. Uh. Savquan. I like it. <laughs> it's got a ring uh. to it. I kind of dig it, man. Yeah, we both got chubby when we got older. Uh, Chubbier. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Raekwon. Ray's, Ray's his, uh, ghost is doing good, though. Ghostface has lost quite a bit of weight, man. For all our Wu-Tang fans out there, if you follow Ghostface Killer and Raekwon... <laughs> Ghost has gotten into really good shape. He's doing very well, and he's. He must be following the Method Man plan. I think he. I think he suffers from uh, uh, diabetes, high blood sugar. So for him to get his diet under control is really important for him. If I remember reading that somewhere, but uh, anyways, <laughs> that was our Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Welcome, the Savquan. Savquan the Savquan the Chef. Yo, man. With Ghostface Bill. We are, yes, we are back. Another episode of the 209 to Infinity podcast. And as crazy as this seems, two in a row. Two episodes in a row. We are really putting in work for the people right now. I'm telling you. You know what I did on the way here, man? Mm, put your hands at 10 and 2. Hey, I checked did. all your blind spots. I proceeded st- at the appropriated speed limit. I did. I stopped at uh, Marshall's. And here's a little funny story about that. You know, I've never, I just recently went through and threw a bunch of clothes away from my closets and my drawers and shit. Cause I just got like, 
millions of t-shirts, millions of pairs of shorts. You know how we're all saving those shorts that we're going to fit into oh, yeah. the, the goal clothes. I had a shit ton of those, but I just have a ton of stuff that I don't wear, that I don't really like, that I've been given or gifted or even shit that I've purposed, uh, purchased that I no longer care for. So I recently went through and threw a bunch of shit away in my closet and I realized, yo, I need some new work clothes. I need, I need, you know, there's something about looking the part that makes you feel more professional. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, I was showing up to work some days just feeling like kind of a, a trash bin, like a wreck. Like I'm not, I don't look as professional as I should. So I went to a Marshall's um, and they had just gotten in a shipment of, I needed polos. For me, I'm a polo and khaki guy. That's what I wear to work. But my polo and khakis were looking tired. If you only got three or four, you wear them every week and you wash them every week. They fade and they look like shit. So I go into uh, Marshall's in Sacramento and they've gotten a new shipment in of uh, Nautica shit. And I go, wow, these Nautica polos and t-shirts are really nice. So I grab like three or four and I purchase them. I go home and I proceed to wear them throughout the week. I fucking love them. Like the way they fit, the way they feel, the material, the way they look. I love everything about this shit. Mm -hmm. And I've never owned a piece of Nautica clothing ever in my life. Uh, so then what I've done now is proceed to go to, I went to the Marshalls in Folsom. I went to the Marshalls in Rancho. I went to the Marshalls off of Madison in Citrus Heights. And I am just getting, I am buying up whatever. Cause the lady's like, yeah, we got this shipment in. They're very popular. Once they're gone, they're gone. So I have proceeded to hit like every Marshalls. Now I have got every color that I can find and doubles. So today on the way here, I hit the Marshalls in uh, Modesto mm-hmm, off of McHenry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And picked up like 10 more shirts, man. Like now I've got t-shirts and polos because they both fit well and are very comfortable. This is possibly, no, not possibly, it is. I now have enough shirts and shorts to wear every day of the week and not have to do laundry. And I could go another week before having to do laundry. I don't think ever in my entire life. I've been the kind of guy that like buys a shirt, a pair of shorts and wear it till the shit falls apart. Right. I now have enough shirts and enough pairs of shorts in my wardrobe, hanging up in my closet between what's out in the trunk of my car and what's hanging in my closet right now that I could go minimum two weeks and not have to do the laundry and never have to repeat a shirt and still have clothes left over after two weeks that I haven't worn yet. Uh, needless to say, my uh, my TJ Maxx slash Marshalls card is smoking right now. There's like stretch marks on it and scratch marks from it being swiped so much. It's a, I went from never using that thing, never spending a dime on it, to I have probably dropped about 400 in the last two weeks. But I'm set. I'm golden on clothes. I have never in my life ever owned this much new clothes. There's just something, dude, when you put on a new outfit, when you put on a new fit, there's just a feeling dude when it's crisp and it's fresh and you just pop the tags off that shit popping tags and you put it on and you look in the mirror and you're like yeah baby i'm looking fly and i'm feeling good like there's just that there's a feeling there that you just can't match dude but when you put on new clothes right and i can now say that i have enough clothes that i'm gonna have that feeling for quite a while but yeah that's what i was doing i said all right savage wants me to come up today I said, all right, where's the nearest Marshalls to his house? I'm, I'm doing it. I think I'm done. I think I have every color now, every style. 
I, I think I'm finished. I'm, I'm officially done. At least I think. But yeah, man, it feels kind of good. I, I'm, uh, I'm fitted. I'm suited and booted, baby. For, mm-hmm. for suited and booted for a hot minute. Do you have a favorite color? Well, black is usually my go-to. I like the darker colors, navy and black. But let me tell you something. Because I love these shirts so much, I did something I've never done. I bought pink. And let me tell you, dude, I, I tried it on first. Cause I'm like, yeah, this ain't gonna work. And I got two different shades of pink, like the typical, like bright, like flamingo pink, and then like more of an orangish looking. I, it's hard to explain. I put that shit on, dude, and I'm like, you know what? I can pull this shit off. And and maybe that's my mind tricking me. I don't know. But I'm loving the pink, dude. It's crazy. But I really like it, man. So yeah. And then there's this really interesting like bright shade of blue with like a darker blue collar with a white stripe i'm digging that shit too but i am surprised how much i like the pink and there's like more of an like an orangish one that i really am surprised like i thought i was gonna put it on and be like oh no fuck no bill take that shit off take it home it's not happening no don't take it home it's not happening but no dude i'm i'm digging it man and it uh yeah so if i had to say something right now just for the surprise factor i'm loving the pink Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Real, loving it. Real men wear pink, my friend. That's what they tell me anyway. I've seen it. That's somewhere. what they. That's what they say. So they sell more pink. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, but I would have never guessed. Now I have three pink shirts in my closet. I went from zero to three. So who knew? Well, I could tell you this. Yeah. I expect to see some clothes popping. Yeah. In your buy and sell with Bill videos. Uh, yes, absolutely, Hunter. But what you can see today, I'm rocking. This is a. Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt. This mm. is also one of my Marshall's purchases. Okay, it's very nice. Most of the shit was most of the shit was Nautica, but this one was hanging up with the Nautica shit. And I'm like, you know what? All right. I'll give Tommy a shot. You I, know? I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember the last time that you came over and you weren't in like a band t-shirt or yeah, yeah, a right. rapper t-shirt. Right. And you know what? It, it's funny, I saw a video of a guy and he said, you know, when I became a real estate agent, you know what one of the first things I did was? And I, I'm intrigued. Those kind of videos intrigue me because I, I like to hear other people's success stories. He said, I bought a fake Rolex. And that really intrigued me. I'm like, you bought a fake Rolex? He goes, yeah, because I want, if you give off the appearance that you're successful and you make money, then other people will begin to believe that. And that's the first step to actually becoming successful and making money. So when I'm showing up in these ratty polos and, and you know, broke down shoes and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time to look the part. I, I know I can do it. I, I know I can. I've got the work ethic mm-hmm. the hard i'm not scared of hard work i'm not scared of going through the posts and making the posts and making the phone calls and doing the emails and putting in the work that it takes to be successful mm-hmm. maybe it's time to dress the part and have it be visibly uh evident to other people visibly it, noticeable yeah you know what i'm saying if they see me and go look at that guy he's dressed sharp he looks like he knows what he's doing and then he puts the work in but that first step is looking the part and feeling the part and then what if you can back it up by putting in the work you're just going to be that much more successful but mm-hmm. yeah that video kind of blew my mind the dude was like first thing i did was i bought a fake rolex because i want people to think this guy knows what the fuck he's doing and he's putting in the work and look he's got a rolex because of the work he's put in it's bullshit but i would never do that you know i'm not going to buy a fake rolex but if just like i said when you put on new clothes you feel good mm-hmm. so if you're feeling better about yourself that's going to come out and be evident as well. And your confidence level is going to boost up. 
and that's just generally naturally going to push you to more success. Well, we talked about it, right? Yeah. How do you feel after you get your hair cut? Oh, dude. And I got my hair cut. That's the other thing. I was looking like shit. That's the longest I ever... I had my hat on. I think the last time I came over, I said to you, look, dude, I got my jelly roll. Jelly roll just cut his hair recently. We talked about jelly roll last week. He cut it off. But I'm like, hey, dude, I got my jelly roll mullet going. Like I had like the sides were sticking out of my hat. The back was curling up. And uh, yeah, I went in and got my haircut before I took our trip to Cozumel, Mexico. I went and got my haircut and uh, I felt so much better. It was like I felt lighter and just free and just clean. Like, so yeah, the combination of new clothes with the haircut too on top of it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I feel great, man. And then I trimmed my beard. But dude, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't, you know, I'm feeling good, Savage. I'm feeling real good. Mm-hmm. Plus I'm here. And like I said, two episodes in a row, back to back mm-hmm. from your 209 boys get the fuck out of here <laughs> that's right welcome back to fashion with bill no it just feels good man it feels good to uh you know i'm glad now when that bill comes for my marshall's card i don't know how good i'm gonna feel then i better go out and start making some money to back this up because yeah i'm gonna have a fat credit card bill coming but then mm-hmm. you know that's what it's for man that's how that's how we roll but uh how you doing my friend just out here, man, doing what I do, where you do what I'm doing. Yeah, all of that, huh? <laughs> Just doing what I do when I do it with what I'm doing. I like that. That's it, man. Did I ever... So, back in June, I think I mentioned to you that I had a great story. I took my son, Will, for his birthday to the Locksmith concert at Harlow's. I recall. Uh, and there's a really cool story about that. You know how they tell you, uh, don't ever meet your heroes, right? Because mm-hmm. you might be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Not the case with Locksmith. I would concur. Locksmith is as genuine and as caring as a human being and just a great... He's as much of a great guy as he is talented. And he is fucking, in my opinion, incredibly talented. So to say he's as good of a man as he is an artist is something else. So Mm -hmm. I got my son these tickets. The moment I saw Locksmith was coming to Harlow's for his first headlining show... That's very similar to Jelly Roll. You and I have been kind of on board with Locke since he's been playing little clubs and opening for other people. This is his first time headlining Harlow's in Sacramento. It's a Friday night, which never happens. You and I can attest to that. It's usually a Tuesday or a Wednesday. He's coming. I buy two tickets. I'm like, they're 25 bucks a piece. I'm like, I'm buying two right out the gate. I'm going to ask my son, Will, first because I know he's a fan. His birthday's May 25th. So uh, I know it's, it's coming up. And uh, he's going to, I'll ask him first. I hit him up. I go, yo, I just bought two tickets to lock. Are you down? He's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. This is like way before his birthday. And like, I think the tickets went on sale in like March or April. Uh, So I've got the tickets. I'm sitting on them. Well, a week before the concert, Mm -hmm. he puts his wallet on the hood of the car when he's getting in the car and he drives off. He goes back for the wallet, but of course it's there. Not only did they steal the cash out of it, but the assholes that took the wallet didn't even have the nicety to just leave the rest of it behind. Mm -hmm. They took it all. So he lost his money, his driver's license. So I'm like, oh shit, that's, he he hit me up. You think I could borrow some cash? And I was like, oh shit, of course, bud. I'm so sorry, that sucks. So that was the weekend. So the show's a Friday night. This is the weekend before. And then he hits me up. That was Saturday that he hit me up. He hits me back up Sunday and goes, hey, is this going to be a problem? Because I believe the show's 21 and up. I'm like, oh, shit. 
I go, tell you what, man, you need to get over to the DMV Monday and work on getting a temporary license and, and getting that taken care of. I can't call Harlow's now because they're not open, but I'll call them Monday and find out if this is going to be an issue. So that weekend, in the meantime, I, I round up Will's birth certificate. He gets his temporary license. And uh, I also found a screenshot that he had of his driver's license from when he was trying to get jobs and you had to send a screenshot of your driver's license. So I call Harlow's and I, I get a, some lower level dude answers. Yo, Harlow's, how can I help you? I go, hey man, listen, I got two tickets to the Lockmith show. Lockmith show. Bottom, we're coming. My son's 22 years old. Just turned 22 in May. But he's lost his driver's license. I said, look, I've got a birth certificate. We've got a temporary license. And, and I've got a screenshot of his driver's license that was stolen. He goes, you know, typically you're supposed to have the physical copy, but I think if you come with all that, it shouldn't be a problem. You should be fine. Right then, that should have been red flags for me. Like, well, I should have said, the smart bill would have said, hey, well, can you double check? Maybe get a manager and find out for me. But I didn't, I went, cool, awesome. And I told Will, hey, guy says it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, fast forward. It's Friday, doors open at eight, show starts at nine. We show up, I show the guy my ID. He goes, okay, so there's a guy standing there checking IDs, then there's another guy that's checking tickets before you go in. So I show my guy the ID and he goes, go through. So I turn around and I'm waiting because I go, okay, here we go. So Will says, look, I had my driver's license stolen. Here's my birth certificate. Here's my temporary license. And here is a screenshot of my driver's license. We got tickets, I'm 22 but I don't have my actual license, it was stolen. And the guy goes, oh, you don't have a physical copy? They couldn't get you anything with a picture? No, I have to wait for that. This is a temporary, what they give you till mm -hmm. you get the one with the picture. And the guy's like, uh, you know, I've never dealt with this before, let me ask somebody else. So he turns around and asks the guy who's checking for tickets. Hey man, this guy's got his temporary, he's got his, you know, a screenshot and he's got a birth certificate. What do we do? And that guy goes, I don't know. I've never dealt with that before. Let me go get my manager. And I'm starting to get nervous now at this point. I'm going, oh, fuck. What's going to happen if we can't get into this show? Like, I'm fucking, like, starting to feel skeptical now and wished I'd asked a few more questions when mm -hmm. we made that initial phone call. So the manager comes out. They explain. We explain the situation again. Birth certificate. Screenshot. Temporary license. It was stolen. He's 22. Look at him. He's got a beard thicker than me. And he's as big as I am. Guy goes, hey, if you don't got a physical, there's nothing I can do. My hands are tied. And I just kind of stood there for a moment, speechless and looking at him. And he goes, I'm sorry, nothing I can do. And I just went, fuck. So we walk back. Will's really disappointed because he's feeling like this is his fault. He knows I could have gone to the show if he wasn't there. But I'm not going to go and leave him in the car, obviously. That's bullshit. So at this point, I'm like racking my brain. What the fuck can I do? And I go, hey, man, look, this is a long shot. But Locksmith has responded to us via direct message before uh, on, and I know that he sees our direct messages and he's maybe not big enough of an artist that he could respond. So I send him a message, hey Lock, it's Bill from the 209 to Infinity podcast. I've got tickets to your show in SAC tonight. I know you're probably prepping for the show and getting ready and you probably won't see this, but hey man, my son's 22 years old. He's got A, B, C, and D, and we're trying to see the, see the show. Is there anything you can do? send no response so which is what i figured so then i start trying to figure out who else is on the bill i find locksmith's dj i find the opening act i friend i follow them and i message them the same message 
and I tell him, I go, you know, it's an hour before showtime. These opening acts may be on, getting ready to go out on stage. Nobody's probably paying attention to their social media, but it's a long shot. So then my next thing is, I know this fucking probably won't work, but let me call the people I bought the tickets from and just explain the situation. Maybe there's something I can do. At this point now, it's 8.30. We got there at 8.00. I call the ticket people and they're like, hey, thanks for calling e-tickets or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Our office hours are, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. So I missed them. And I'm going, fuck, Will. I'm I'm so sorry. They're closed. I don't know what else to do. And he's just like, I'm tired. I just want to go home. I go, look, this is for your birthday. You want to go to a comedy club? You want to go to a movie? What would you like to do? And I could tell he's super disappointed. He's like, uh, I'm just tired. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're cool with it, we had had dinner already. So I said, all right, man, I, we waited for a while. I got no response or anything. I got, let's go home. So we leave Harlow's, you know, we get on the freeway, we get off on Watt Avenue and we're turning back onto highway 16. And I got my phone sitting in my lap cause I'm playing music and I'm driving. And I get a notification on uh, Instagram. Like it flashes at me cause it's sitting in my lap and it's dark. And I go, what are the chances that that's one of those guys responding like slim to none? I click on it. I've just turned on to 16 and it's locksmith. Oh, oh no, LOL. Uh, how old's your son? Let, let me see if there's anything I can do. I'll check. I pull over and I tell Will, hey, do you still want to go to the show? And he's like, yeah. And I said, Lock says he's going to look into it. Uh, he says, how old's your son? I say, he's 22 years old. And he goes, I said, and look, man, we've got, you know, I run through everything again. I go, he's 22, dude. He's got, he's, we've got his birth certificate. We got his temporary ID. We've got, we've got a screenshot of his ID. And he goes, you've already bought tickets. I go, yeah, we've got the tickets. I said, we're not interested in drinking. We just want to come see the show. And he goes, let me check. So we're pulled over now on highway 16. And I tell uh, Will, I go, do you want to turn back? Do you want to chance it and turn back? And he's like, his eyes lit up and he's excited again. Mm-hmm. He's like, hell yeah. So we flip around and go back and locksmith goes, we get back and he goes, where are you? I go, we just got back into sack. We turned around, we came back, we're parking. Uh, we're on L street or some shit like that. Whatever the street is, it's close. And he goes, okay, look, he says, I can't have any problems tonight. He goes, your son cannot, like in capital letters, cannot drink. And I go, no problem. We're not interested in that. That's not why we're here. We just want to rock with you and see the show. He goes, okay, you're going to have to come through the back. Where are you? I'm like, well, we just walking by the front. He goes, come around the back. My my promoter, Dre, will let you in. So we go around the back. You know, Harlow's has that area where uh, you can uh, sit out back and smoke and talk shit and mm-hmm. sit outside. So we go to the back and there's a guy. They've got, you know, one of their Harlow's flunkies watching the door. I go, hey, we're looking for Dre. And he goes, hey, man, I'm sorry. I can't let you in. Can you call him? I go, no, he's supposed to be coming out here and meeting us. And Locke said, and I get a text at that moment. Dre's on his way. I go, I just got a text that he's on his way. So now I'm starting to feel like kind of a baller. <laughs> you know, like the, this lower level Harlow's flunky is trying to stamp me out. I go, he goes, well, can you call him? I go, no, but I just got a text from uh, Locksmith says he's on his way. The guy was like, oh. And then here comes Dre. And dude, I shit you not, Savage. It was just like it was out of a movie. Mm-hmm. He's this big dude with a deep voice. He goes, you Bill? And I go, yeah, I'm Bill. He goes, follow me. And, and the, the, the Harlow's flunky goes, oh, okay. And steps out of the way. And we follow Dre. 
and Dre starts to go to the backstage area where the, all the artists are hanging out, and he just points at the door that enters into Harlow's. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say a fucking word. He just starts to go, and he just turns back and points to the door. And I go, thanks, man. <laughs> and we go in, and we caught that we were there just in time for the opening act to start. We're rocking. Locksmith comes out. I was kind of disappointed in Sacramento. There was probably 30 to 50 people at Harlow's somewhere between there spread out all throughout. I thought Locke would get a better turnout than that being that he's Northern California, but you know, it is what it is. But man, we were up close and personal with Locksmith. He was killing it. Locke was doing things, doing songs you and I've never seen him do and mm -hmm. all the times we've opened. Right. Oh, it was amazing, dude. And at one point, five or six songs in, Will's standing right next to me. Locksmith goes, where's your son? I go, he's right here. He goes, shit, that's your son? That dude looks like he's 45. They wouldn't let him in? I go, I know, dude, that's what I'm saying. And so Locke finishes up the show and Locke does what he does. He goes over by the merch booth and greets every single person there. So my son and I got a picture and I just, dude, I said, Locke, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate, you didn't have to do that. Appreciate what you did. He's like, of course, man. I'm so glad you were here and able to make it. Um, I was just like, thank you, dude. And we got a picture with him. And then I told him as I left, I go, Locke, man, thank you. You're the GOAT. You are the GOAT, man. I, I, it just, I already respected the guy so much. And that just, if it was possible to go from 100 on the respect meter <clears throat> to a bazillion plus, like infinity, mm -hmm. like, bazillion to infinity, dude. I love the dude so much for what he did. He made my son's night. He made my night. He made, he made me look cool to my grown son's eyes. The fact that I could reach out to him. You know what? Let me just, I'm just message lock real quick. No yeah, big deal. Yeah, that was insane. And then for him to send his guy out through the moment, dude, where that guy was like, well, yeah, everybody wants to see Dre. Can you call him? And I'm like, well, I just got a text from Locksmith that he's on his way. So, I mean. <laughs> so you're going to have to hold on, Tyler. Yeah. And then here he comes and he's like, you, Bill? Like, yeah, man. He's like, come on. I was like, oh shit, this is like out of a movie. It was so amazing. That is a memory. I'm so uh, blessed. That is a memory I will take with me for the rest of my life, dude. I'll never, ever, ever forget that. Not only was it a killer show, I, the, the moment that I had, the time I got to spend with my son, taking him to his first hip hop show. That was his first straight up hip hop show. Oh, was it? I've taken him to 311 um, a couple of times. But that was his first straight up hip hop show, and it was his first locksmith show. And dude, what an a just phenomenal man. That's a, that's a, that's something that you're never gonna forget. No, dude, I, I yeah, I, I'm. Uh, it was so lucky, you know, dude. That we went home. We were on our way home. Like we were going home. Like, right. had I not looked down and seen that DM from locksmith, we would have been back in Ione. You know, we were, we were heading that direction. So, just you know. Sh I, He's probably not listening, but a shout out to Locksmith. I love all the new music he's dropping. He's been blowing my mind lately. And the, what he did for me and my son was above and beyond. I told my son, I go, you got to understand something. I know Locksmith isn't the biggest artist in the world, but 99.9% .9 of the artists out there, mm -hmm. this wouldn't be happening right, right. now. I said, Lock, you got to know Lock's a real one. Like he's not just an amazing artist. He's an amazing person because he doesn't have to do this for us. He's got our money. We bought the tickets. He really could just say, I don't give a shit if you're there. I already got your money. 
but he cared enough to do that for us. And I said that this would never happen. If this was Chris Webby, wouldn't have fucking happened. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have. Chris Webby, maybe even not Greaves, Tech Nine, I don't know. But the chances of it happening with any other artist other than Locksmith are probably slim to none. So just what an amazing night. I've been really wanting to share that story on the podcast, man, because I just was, uh, you don't get much more. What could have been an absolute shit show turned out to be the perfect evening, dude. I, I, I smile thinking about it right now, man. It's like, I it, 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 it just makes me happy thinking about it, man. I'm so blessed. Let me just tell you something, man. Yeah. We just talked about, last week about jelly roll jelly would have done it being a good dude yeah yeah, right absolutely and 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 if he would have seen the message out of his millions of messages let me say this yeah first of all jelly roll wouldn't have done it because jelly roll wouldn't have seen the dm right now not now maybe in 2018 maybe but that just speaks to character yeah people who you are it speaks to the 209 till infinity podcast that we've made such some type of connection that he knows, oh, 209 till infinity. Somewhere he knows who we are. We- he recognized that because then he asked me in the message, somewhere in the DMs, he said, what's your name again, man? I go, my name's Bill. So that's why I said, hey, man, it's Bill from the 209 till infinity podcast because I know he doesn't know who the fuck I am. Like, just outside. He recognizes me like when we've, uh, when I've gone on in his lives and talked to him, he's recognized me. But he doesn't know my name. He knows the 209 till infinity podcast, the brand of who we are. So that's that. You're absolutely right. It's a testament to the fact that of what we've been doing on social media. And let's be honest, we've touted that dude. I especially have been waving the locksmith flag. But you and I both have seen him in multiple shows, have bought signed CDs. I've bought merch. I bought T-shirts from his shows. We bought tickets. We've been waving the locksmith flag and touting this guy and pumping him up for many, many years. So and he at one point on Instagram, when I said, hey, we love what you're doing, Locke, he said, I listen to the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. I think you're great. So, yeah, he is absolutely aware of us as a podcast, not us as individual human beings as much. But the podcast is a big part of who we are. So, yeah, dude, I I couldn't have been more ecstatic and happy that moment from that show and the moment when <laughs> that we've talked about so many times on this show when Murr said, hey, it's the 209 guys and pointed at us. I mean, that just is a testament to the work we've been putting in. Like, mm-hmm. I know sometimes you and I, I get discouraged. I don't want to speak for you. When after so many years, we've been doing this now five, going on five years, and we only have so many listeners at this point. And sometimes I start to feel like, what are we doing this for? Like, right? After all this hard work, all the social media, all the recording, all the driving, to still have pretty much the same core li- listeners that we've had now for several years. Sometimes I start to get down on myself and then something like this happens. And I go, okay, they may not always be listening, but they're paying attention. Right. They're paying it. They may not always like it or share it or comment on it, but they're paying attention. And that means something, man. That's huge, especially when it's somebody that I admire like Locksmith. So, yeah, props, man. I I, uh, I can't say enough about the guy. I, not only is he my one of my favorite rappers of all time, he's one of my favorite human beings, you know. So I'm I'm a fan, dude. I'm a big fan. And, and I, I just if it was possible to become a bigger fan, I did that night for sure. Uh, the look on my son's face when he shouted him out on stage, 
priceless, dude. You couldn't put, I could have paid a thousand dollars for those tickets and it wouldn't have equaled that moment when he said, where's your son? Right here. He goes, that's your son? Shit, he looks like he's 45. They didn't let him in. And he's laughing, the smile on his face, dude. Man, I'd almost like, you know, I like, well, I right, could almost right. tear up a little bit. It was, it was incredible. It was an incredible moment, dude. That, I'll never forget. That's an awesome moment, man. Yeah, it was it was amazing, dude. I couldn't wait to tell you the story, but Doc Smith's a good dude. I wanted to hold out and tell it on the show so you heard it for the first time because if I repeat it all again, you're like, yeah, dude, Bill, I've heard the shit. Hurry up. So I saved it. I've been sitting on that one for a minute, oh, dude. Sitting it was on hard, it. dude. I was hard to keep that one a secret. Like that was tough, man. But amazing. Hey, let me tell you this, buddy. Tell me. I knew who Locksmith was. Yeah. But I wasn't a massive fan. Right. Not that I was anything. I just was in different areas. Got you. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you... You told me... Start sharing stuff in 2018 when we really started getting into the music and stuff. Yes, yeah. Right? And Locksmith, I was on board. Like, pretty immediately. Like, he... Lyricist comes pretty hard yeah lyric- it, was, it was right up my alley a lyricist lyricist like, yeah, yeah yeah not not uh not uh not i was like hesitant when it came to griefs right like, right right yeah. no, no, it sounds like a little bit of dad rap to me dude yeah 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 kind of sounds like atmosphere which he does so yeah. it's a legit well, that was legit uh but uh i became a big locksmith fan not a, not the locksmith fan that you are you've, you've got a lot more years on that and and following him and interacting with him and and uh it's it's just you know it's it's one of the things when i talk about the stuff that we do we do like the jelly rolls we do yes. like the yellow wolves we yes. do like the the big names there's there's a lot of guys that you know that we've that we've come accustomed to and uh but we also rock the greaves yes the locksmiths yes the murs yes right the smaller people that uh are, are on the grind yeah and we appreciate what they do and so when you i'll tell you this like if locksmith was that dude but then he was a dick yeah i don't know about you but i wouldn't like him as much right yeah, yeah i would right. like immediately be like eh, yeah yeah that's yeah. a cool track or like you know if we met yellow wolf and he like shrugged us off and treated us like shit oh it's a hundred percent reason i don't like to meet people yeah right yeah i'd be it would be hard because i love his music so much it would right. it would make things incredibly difficult it's like there's layers to your admiration of someone and it, it, it's like bill cosby right uh, you know it, what he did is absolutely horrific what he did to women but i still enjoy the cosby show because it's just it's funny it's timeless it's classic i come across an episode of the cosby show and it makes you laugh it makes you feel good because you know what bill cosby's a douchebag but dr heathcliff huxtable was actually a really great man you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the character he plays so that would be similar if we like met yellow wolf at a meet and greet and he was like yeah hey man whatever take a picture go like i, I got shit to do i would be like fuck you know that's too bad oh my god but shit love story is still so fucking amazing right, like right. love story is one of the greatest albums of all time like i can't not like it like but there would definitely be a different level of admiration something would shift something would change would i stop listening to yellow wolf probably not but there would be a respect level that would definitely change uh and an admiration factor that would be lost well i'll tell you this and and it's it's 
let me managing expectations i guess if you will if 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 i met yellow wolf and he was aloof or didn't seem like he gave a shit about people yeah i, it, I would be disappointed but i wouldn't be as disappointed that if I got that from Jelly Roll. Yeah. Because I'll be honest, I expect more from Jelly Roll. Sure. Because of the person that I know him to portray. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you want a big bear hug from Jelly Roll. It should just happen. Right, like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, it feels like that right, would look, be what would happen. I fucking that. love Yellow Wolf. I think he's great. But he's also kind of like weird and awkward, artsy, like. Yes. He's not like, I, I don't see that guy. And I'm like, man, great personality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. some artists and things like that, they're just, they're great at what they do, but maybe not the best with people. We watched his, uh, what was it, the Crackle docuseries right. that they did. And there were times in that, most of the time I thought he seemed like a good dude, but there were times when I thought he came off like a bit of a dick. Like there were, there were a couple of yeah, moments. especially when he was on the Indian Reservation. Yeah, yeah. In New Mexico or whatever. That was a big part of it. That was yeah, a big yeah. one, yeah. And so... I, and and I, just, I, I didn't know if that made sense when I, because it made sense in my head. I didn't know if it made sense when it came out of my mouth. Yeah. Where like, I'd be disappointed if Yellow Wolf wasn't cool, but I wouldn't be devastated. I'd probably be devastated if Jelly Roll was an asshole Absolutely. because of the person that he portrays. Correct. Yeah. Yellow Wolf never portrays to be the nice guy. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Like, he like, never hey, absolutely. You met Barry Bonds and he's an asshole. Well, everyone knows he's an asshole. You can't yeah. be mad at an asshole being an asshole. Yeah, oh, yeah. If, if Jose Canseco treated you like shit at a signing, you wouldn't be surprised. Right, yeah. but if you yeah. ran into yeah. one of the dudes, they were like, this is one of the nicest guys in baseball, and then yeah. you meet him and he's an asshole. Yeah, yeah, like You're like, what Grant. the fuck? Yeah, if you met Kirby Puckett or Tony yeah. Grant, Oh, yeah. 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 Bringing out awesome people that are dead. Yeah, I know it sucks. <laughs> they're they're both notoriously known for being amazing people. Yeah. Like, why the, why are they gone? Yeah, that's not that's fair. Trash. Right? That's not trash, fair. dude. Why do we keep losing the good ones? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the truth. Like yeah, when uh, you make you got me hitting shit because you're yeah, pissing yeah, me off because Kirby Puckett yeah, and Gwen are gone. Yeah, when uh, Norm, hold on, I'm just gonna I'm gonna look at my outcast bobblehead. Back to center. You feel better now? Yeah. yeah. When Norm McDonald passed away, um, Bill Burr does a podcast where he. Um, he, he sits by himself and just talks. He doesn't have a co, which it blows my mind. He just sits there and talks alone. But he goes into this rant about uh, why are we losing people like Norm MacDonald? Like, right. This was a great one. Just a great human being, not to mention a comedian. A great human being. He's like, there's so many douchebags in the world that will live until they're 98 years old. You know, that will never die. You pray. There's some people you're like, God, that guy could die. And it How is he still alive? Yeah, he's such an asshole. And he's like, but we lose the Norm McDonald's. He's like, I, he's like, it's not fair. And I, and that's how what you're saying totally reminds me of that. It's you're absolutely right. Good people seem to go like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's unfortunate, but, uh, those good people leave us with the memory of the, the amazing things that they've done. And we hold on to that and cherish it, you know? And I think that's, that's a big part of it, man. But yeah, it's, uh, it's sad, man. It's sad because, uh, but, but yeah, man, that locksmith memory was incredible. And I think you're absolutely right. That the thing you hit the nail on the head when you said Yellow Wolf never portrays like I've never seen a video of Yellow Wolf like hugging a fan and consoling them when they're in tears because they changed their life. Their his song right. changed their life, you know, or or you know, I, and he may donate to charities and help build things and do things for disenfranchised people, but I've never heard about it or seen it. Jelly Roll's just platform is blown up so much. I now know that he's 
helping people inside the prison system and he's he's giving musical instruments to underprivileged children and we learned all that like, right and it just it he seems like an amazing guy i've never uh never seen that side of yellow wolf that doesn't mean it doesn't exist right i just haven't seen it yeah so wow. anyway. Yeah. That's a great story, man. Yeah, I thought so, dude. It's a good story. I was getting some man tears. I get a little choked up on that one. It really did touch me and mean that much to me, man. Uh, a really, really huge moment. So, uh, oh, cap on your left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of moment. Yeah. I can't breathe. Hey, speaking of uh, superheroes, I did see The Flash. Oh, yeah? Did we want to? You were the one? I was the one guy who saw it. So, yeah, I've got I've to apologize. On uh, a previous episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. The transition music. I love it. So on a previous episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast, we, you and I, were talking about how the Super Mario Brothers is the biggest movie in the world. Biggest movie of 2023. It's the movie to beat. And I made the ballsy statement that it won't be that way for long when the not when the Flash comes out. <laughs> I think the Flash is gonna take out Super Mario. Well, how'd that work out? I was completely one hundred percent wrong. Not only did the Flash fail, it failed miserably. It had a fifty million opening weekend, which was about they were shooting for eighty to ninety. They got fifty. And, uh, and it is just now, it has taken, it came out June 3rd. We are now deep into July. And it has taken this entire time just to make the money. It cost 200 million to make. And it just crossed the 200 million barrier. So it is an official, absolute flop failure. The critics haven't liked it. The people didn't go out to see it. Uh, and I'll just say this in defense of the movie, I liked it. I sent you a video. Uh, like, I don't do that very often. I sent you a physical video going, yo, man, this shit blew my mind. It was incredible. You got to see it. You got to see it on the big screen. I shelled out for the IMAX. I went IMAX. I went all out. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was the most fun I've ever added. Now, here's the thing. Again, to go back to your statement that you made about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm glad I didn't review it the next day after I sent you that right, video. Right, right. Because now that I've sat with it and had time to think about it, there the movie had its flaws. Namely, the big one that you'll hear from a lot of people is the CGI. There's a scene at the beginning and a scene at the end where it's some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. In the opening scene of the movie, he saves some babies falling out of a building. Been there. And of course the babies are all CGI. You're not going to throw real babies out of a building. Unless you're Michael Jackson. They... <laughs> true they are the shittiest cheesiest looking cgi babies do you remember that baby from roger rabbit yes like hey roger you fucking asshole what the hell they looked like that <laughs> like super cartoony and just weird faces and then there's a big montage scene at the end where he's looking at their version of the multiverse uh and he's seeing all the old supermen and batman and and it's all cgi'd up and it looks really bad. But other than that, the throughout the rest of the movie, I thought the CGI was great. Um, I think it's unfortunate that Ezra Miller did what he did because I think he tainted it and the fact that DC now just has a really bad reputation right, in general. Right. And just the fact you and I were talking off mic 
that people just don't go to the movies anymore like they used to. It isn't just DC. Like people are trying to say DC just sucks. Indiana Jones opened to failed numbers. Uh, Pixar, their movie, The Elementals, had a 20-some million dollar opening weekend. And Pixar used to have a license to print money. They're Toy Story, for God's sakes. And Nemo, like, and Cars, like, they don't fail. And their movie, Lightyear, failed before that. Uh, Fast X isn't doing what they had hoped it would do. I think just in general, we trained people during COVID to not go to the movies anymore. Right. And I don't know if we ever get that back. The problem is Indy cost $300 million to make. The Flash cost $200 million. So what's the answer? They're going to have to find ways to make these big budget movies for a lot less money. They're going to need to cost $90 to $100 million. Had Flash cost $100 million to make, we're golden. I don't know how much shittier the CGI would have looked. But I'm going to tell you right now, in defense of Ezra Miller, and I know this ain't going to be popular because nobody seems to like this fucking guy. I thought he was great. He plays himself twice in the movie. So he goes, it's a time travel movie. I'm sure you're aware of that from the trailers and a multiverse movie. Uh-huh. He goes back in time and he meets his 18-year-old self. So his 20-plus-year-old self is now... Are you ruining the movie right now? No, no. This is it. Nothing, no spoilers. And he's meeting his 18-year-old self. He does a phenomenal job of playing both guys. He plays this 18-year-old version like a a shitty 18-year-old kid. And the 20-some-odd-year-old version is looking at the 18-year-old version disgusted. Like, oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. Like, there's some amazing moments between him and himself. And Michael Keaton as Batman, dude, was it? off the charts good man i loved it i loved every moment he was in the movie and he's in quite a bit of it the second half he's in it a lot and batfleck ben affleck finally got a great moment as batman in the beginning of the film so for me dude other than the cgi i thoroughly enjoyed it i loved the story i loved the action i loved the characters uh, it's it's a shame that not more people are seeing it because I actually think it's a really, really solid. For me, other than the Dark Knight stuff and the Batman stuff, this is hands down the best DC movie in fucking forever. Like forever. Like as far as with these new Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, these characters, uh, it's the best in a long time. And so it's, a, it's unfortunate that it's tanking. I think when it comes out on video and streaming, a lot of people are going to watch it and go, oh, shit, that, you know, wow, 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 that, that, wow, what, you know, where's all the hate coming from? Why didn't that make a lot more money? It's just where we're at now in the movies, dude. That's how it is. But I, I really did enjoy it, man, and I can't wait. You said you're going to try to see it here. Yeah, so I, it did, it did get, uh, it got pulled from the majority of theaters. Right. And, um... One of the theaters it is still at is the Regal, and I was going to try to get to it before we recorded, and that just didn't happen. Right. Like this uh, popper stopper sticking where it's supposed to be. Yeah. It just didn't happen. Serious mic issues today. Yeah. I don't remember why I hit it in the first place, but I did, and And it's it's, been been hell since. It's not cooperating at all. It's been a real rascal. Well, I can't wait for your thoughts. Because I really respect your opinion and what you think about movies. And I know a lot of times you and I differ on movies. I'm really hoping you enjoy this one. I'll be shocked if you don't. But then again, if you don't, I'd love to hear why. And like I said, it's not a perfect movie. Well, I'll tell you this. And we talked about this too when we watched the Zack Snyder stuff. Yeah. Um, The redo of the... uh, Yeah, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. The Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. 
my favorite parts were the flash stuff he's the comedy yeah 100 yeah so um you know it, it sucks that ezra miller basically did whatever he's done to basically ruin his career as the flash yeah and blow this opportunity because you know he from what i could see before this movie i really enjoyed his character and i thought that this has a real opportunity to be you know something that can uh, maybe not hang with marvel just because it's not marvel but like make dc relevant yeah and it's unfortunate well a big part of it too they blamed him because of what he'd done they didn't allow him to do press or promote the movie so normally when a movie hits the star makes the rounds on all the podcasts uh he couldn't do that so there was no he was told by dc and warner brothers you do not speak you do not do interviews we don't want you fucking this up worse than you already have uh that on top of none of the other cast could promote it because um they wanted michael keaton to make the rounds too but the writer strike is going on so there's no uh jimmy kimmel jimmy fallon None of those talk shows are happening right now because the writers who write for them are on strike, so the shows are shut down. So you got a star who can't promote it, he's not allowed to, and then the rest of them who would make the rounds and do those shows and promote the movie couldn't because of the writer strike. So there was like this real awful like double whammy that happened. But I think the worst thing from it is Warner Brothers said straight up, if this movie does well, we're greenlighting uh, Michael Keaton for Batman Beyond which Batman Beyond was a comics, uh, a cartoon series of an old grizzled Batman in the future who trains the next Batman. And they said, does this movie do well? If this does well, that's 100% happening. Well, wah, 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 failure. I think for anything, for me, that's the worst part of it because a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton, he's so good in this savage, I can't wait. You and I grew up on Batman 88. We grew up. Michael Keaton is my Batman. Like, I love what other Batman have done. You know, I, I, you and I both enjoyed the Batman. We enjoyed the Dark Knight series. Michael Keaton will always be my first movie Batman, just the way Christopher Reeves is always my Superman. Right. Uh, fuck, he's so good in it, Savage. I can't wait for you to see what they do with him. His explanation of the multiverse and how it works... I can't wait to dig in with you about it, dude. I, I hope you get to see it. I can't wait to talk about it with you. A review coming soon, dude, because I, I really I really enjoyed it, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Mac, for sure. <coughs> I definitely want. I'm I'm, I'm going to check it out. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, because the Batman Beyond thing would have been so good, and it would have been really amazing to see who they picked to play the young up-and-coming Batman trainee, like what actor that would have been. But Michael Keaton, he still looks good, dude. Like, he looks phenomenal. Like, it's crazy how he's in great shape. Like, he's pulling off some action. Like, I know a lot of it was a stunt man, but he's still got some moves, dude, for an old guy. Like, and I know you haven't seen Indy yet. We're going to talk about that. But one of the opening scenes of the Indy movie is 80-year-old Harrison Ford with his shirt off. And I know there was me and a bunch of other 40-year-old guys in the theater, like, pulling our adjusting our belts over our bellies going okay diet starts tomorrow motherfucker fuck you harrison i, I looked at my wife in the movie theater and i went are you fucking kidding me that this guy looks better with his shirt off at 80 than i probably ever will in my entire life not not ever i probably will never achieve what an 80 year old man looks like and i know it's hollywood and he's got a trainer and a cook and all that but still the guy's 80 dude 80 mm-hmm 
So yeah, man, it, uh, I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait to talk about it. How are we doing? Is there anything else we want to touch on before we get up out of here? How's the time doing? Well, I can tell you this, man. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the movie issues and the yeah, and 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 we, you know, COVID and and people just don't go right. And I'm, you know what, I'm. If you want to call it a problem, I'm part of the problem. Okay. There is so much stuff that I want to see. Yeah. But I just. I don't go because where the movie theater's at, like, it's not super convenient for me. Yeah. So I'm like, eh. You know, even though I still pay for the damn Regal Pass. Yeah. You know? But, like, I want to see Indiana Jones. I want to see The Flash. Right? Yeah. I want to see Transformers. Yeah, that's doing well. Much better than they anticipated. Yeah. 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 So there's these movies. I just... It's the same thing that... It, that it, it, here's... <laughs> This is going to make me sound lazy. Part of the reason that the working out has been a struggle is because my schedule is different and I'm yeah. gone all day and I'm working a nine hour day plus driving an hour or so each way. So it's a long day and I get home and I need to be better about having more energy to force myself to work out. But I don't even want to go to the movies. Right, right, right. Because I got to get in the car, drive back to Modesto. Yes. The Turlock Theater sucks. They haven't up... They haven't... Look, I went to school in 2001. Yeah, yeah. They haven't updated the theater since I went... It's, same, it's the same yeah, as 2001. So it's, it's the trash so those, are your, those are your closest. Turlock and Modesto. No series movie theater? No. They had a drive-in, but it's been gone for a while. Oh, yeah. We still have the drive-in. I haven't been to the drive-ins in forever. There's one off 50 in... Bre well, I say we still have a drive-in. I don't live in Sacramento, but there's one off of Bradshaw that's right. been there forever. And it, they changed owners, and they're still going strong. So yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just one of those things with the movies. It's... I think that what I'm saying is part of the problem. People, you know, or why am I going to go out of my way when it's going to be on my, I can stream it in a month. Right. Because if it tanks, especially like if it tanks, you're going to see it in maybe less than a month. You know, like it's going to be. Shazam was on in like three weeks. Yeah, it was under a month, 100%. And now the Flash just crossed the 200 million barrier. So I think we can foresee that one being. Uh, coming out really soon, I think, on streaming and then physical. I I'll get a physical copy of that one. I really enjoyed it. And it makes me want to go back and watch Batman 88. But you're you're right, dude. It's uh, I will say that going to the movies has become so much easier for me now that uh, our local Jackson Cinema opened. Mm -hmm. And I know Indy didn't do well, but that's where I saw Indy. And uh, it did my heart good to see a full theater. like Because I'm pulling for our little local theater to stay open. Right. Because it's like the worst time ever to open a movie theater like right now like yeah and we've talked about how kevin smith bought his childhood theater that he grew up in in new jersey and he said man movies just don't fucking make money he's like the flash is gone in a flash it's out of our theater already like it did not do well at all and like he's like the only movies doing well right now are super mario and uh the spider-man into the spider-verse which i haven't seen which is an, another and one there's another one on yeah, the list yeah. i haven't gotten to this is the first and, and it's overwhelming for us right now because this is the first summer where there have been this many movies it, this hasn't been an issue for like three years savage because there have been no summer movies like we haven't right it's, this is the first one where i'm like holy shit okay across the spider-verse we got uh mission impossible dead reckoning is coming and fuck Indiana Jones and oh my god the Flash I'm like overwhelmed with movies but for me and I know I'm in the minority the other thing for me is I work in Cameron Park 
So when I come down the hill to go home, there's a Regal right in El Dorado Hills. Right. So sometimes at the end of my day, or if I'm out DoorDash and I DoorDash in El Dorado Hills, I'm like, I'm clocking out from DoorDash and I'm going to run right over and catch 315 Flash. That's what I did when I caught the Flash. But having that local theater back helps a ton for me, like that I can drive 11 minutes into Jackson and go to the movies now has been a game fucking changer. But for me, I, you probably saw the post. When I went to see Indy, I took a picture of the popcorn sitting on the counter. Right. And I put, if you could smell a picture, this would be the one. And I had popcorn popping and like an emoji. I just love going to the movies. I told my wife, cause- I love it too, I just, I don't- Yeah, I know it's different though. Like for, like I told my wife, I, I was stressed out and we'll talk about that in the next episode about something that happened with my son. Uh, and I'd been really going through it. And I texted her after visiting with my son and I said, I need to just blow off some steam. There's a 7.15 of Indy tonight. Do you want to go? And she was like, absolutely. We got there just walking up, seeing the marquee and the posters, and then opening that door and getting that waft of buttery popcorn and grabbing that massive giant Coke Zero and sitting down in my seat and waiting for the previews. That's like my happy place, other than going to a concert or going to a record store. Those are like my top three. Rec concert, record store, movie theater. Like I just, there's something about that atmosphere that can't be matched at home. And I fucking love it so much. Uh, it, for me, it's like, it is, it's like a, a ritual. Like I don't care how big of a TV I got or how amazing of a sound system I have. I will probably always go to the movies, but I think I'm in the minority. I'm right. not. I'm not that. More people do not feel like me. A hundred percent. There's. It's probably eighty twenty. I bet there's twenty percent like me that are still giving Flash that fifty million opening weekend. The other eighty are like, "Fuck you! I'll watch it at home later. I don't need to do. I don't need to drive. Gas, ticket prices, popcorn prices, soda prices. I don't even bat an eye at twenty dollars for popcorn and a soda. Right. I'm like, hundred percent. Take my money. It's worth it to me. Like, I'm that idiot. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not smuggling shit in. I buy it right there, dude. And I'm just like, give it to me. Yes. Yes, bitch. I love this shit so much. It's uh, it's an experience for me. And I, I'm so, uh, I just love it. It's like my happy place, man. And I, I, I hope that your schedule allows you to get back to it. Because I think you do love it. You and I have gone to the movies a lot over the last five years. I do. I Especially, just think it's so easy. And it's, it's, it's just... It's a time thing, man. Yeah. Like, it just really is. Like, there's a lot on the plate, and and then, like, I don't know. I got to be better. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's good, man. It's like, uh, I didn't realize you didn't have a theater much closer to you than that. I, th I assumed there was a series movie theater. I didn't know Oh, that. man. Yeah. It'd probably be a lot easier. Yeah, that would be, that would be a it's game changer. A, it's a good 20 you. minutes. Yeah. Plus, you know. And then you're, you're working in Stockton, so you and I. There's a theater, there's a theater right by my office. Yeah, we've been to the Regal in Stockton. Yeah, yeah, which is nice, to, but yeah. I, you know, it's, then I'm, what, at work nine hours, then I'm another two out, you know, I'm gone for like 14 right. you, hours. You got the dog here, which is a different scenario. Which so, would be fine, like if yeah. somebody's here and can watch her or whatever, but just in general, it's just. Yeah, but that might be, that might be a decent option for you if you get off work. You, you, what, how, you sit in traffic normally when you get off work anyway, right? So if there's a Sometimes. movie you really wanted to see. You kill two hours. You're not going to hit any traffic coming home after the movie. So. You know, the problem is it with it, and now I'm just, you know, because people want to know my problems. Is sure, that, that's why they're listening, man. The 30 is, people that listen is, care, is, I guarantee. Is, uh, 
I feel like the movies either start at like 2.50 or 6. Right. There's no like 4 o'clock. So you're off work and you're like, oh, it's an hour before the movie starts. Yeah, that's the genius of when I'm out door dashing. I'm like, oh, there's a 3.15. It's 2.49. I'll drop this order off and head over to the theater. And now you can buy tickets on your phone. It's They've made it so easy in so many ways. But it's still, dude, it's it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's you know, it's it's different for different people man and like for me it's worth it like so different strizokes for different fizzokes yes sir absolutely but i can't wait for you to see it and to hear what you think and if any of our listeners out there have seen the flash i'd love your thoughts i thought it was great other than the cgi i thought the story was good i thought the acting was good what did you guys think please hit us up and let us know i'd love some feedback because it, it didn't do well so well, I'll, I'll tell you this the uh not next episode but by the in two episodes from now, we will maybe be able to talk about the Flash and for sure be able to talk about the Indiana Jones movie. Right, because I am gonna see that. I was trying to see it earlier, but Mama B wanted to uh, watch it, and so that's the demographic. Your mom is the demographic for the Indiana Jones movie. The reason why it didn't do well at the box office, you know, I talked on another episode about that eighteen to thirty-five range is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. Indy was forty-five and up. And unfortunately, hey, that's us. That's us. And like you just said, we're busy. Yeah. We're not buying tickets, baby. So when your demographic is 45 and up, I will say this, though. I, I said it to you in, in a message on the way here. You were introducing your son, Justin, to Indiana Jones. He never sit down and watched him. So you guys were watching Raiders when I got here, which is an absolute classic. After watching Dial of Destiny, I went back and I'm like, you know what? How? How bad was Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Haven't seen it since it came out in 2008. It's on Disney Plus. I'm watching it. My wife and I watched it. It's still bad, but I enjoyed it so much more. I had such a good time. It's a fun ride. It's a fun movie. It's really the last half hour where they cram a bunch of bullshit in. You fix that last half hour, and that's actually a really strong Indiana Jones movie. I had a lot of fun watching it, and I was really glad I watched it again. So when you're revisiting, when you revisit with Justin, you guys are going back through. If you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'd love to get your thoughts. Well, I can tell you this, that I saw... um, When when, when Mama B's here, she'll just put the TV on, and she's kind of just... You know, sure. if there's a Marvel movie, she'll stop. If there's certain movies, she'll stop. Right. Indiana Jones, one of them. We watched, I watched probably 40 minutes of that Crystal Skull one or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. The one with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And I enjoyed what I watched. I was like, I don't remember it being like, I remember, I remember I liked it, but it wasn't like great. It wasn't as awful as people were saying it was. Yeah. And it's while the, we were sitting there watching it, I was enjoying it. It's the f- most successful. And what's interesting is out of all the Indiana Jones movies, it's the biggest moneymaker out of all of them. But what happened is, is you got The Last Crusade with Sean Connery that was mind-blowing. That was a great movie. Right. And then you fast forward, we haven't had Indy for 18 years. So there's this nostalgia of it's, you're seeing Indiana Jones for the first time in 18 years. Then they bring in Shia LaBeouf, who's the hottest young actor. He's coming off Transformers and mm-hmm. being a Disney Channel star. So you got, oh my God, here's Harrison, who we haven't seen in 18 years, picking up the whip and the fedora again. And they're bringing in Shia, who's hot. And with the potential of being his son and being the next Indiana Jones, so people were hyped. And I think, again, I talked about it on previous episodes, when you get that much hype, there ain't nowhere to go but down. So, yeah, I rewatched it, and I thought, yeah, this movie's fucking fun, man. But it opens 
In the first 15 minutes, Indiana Jones survives a nuclear blast by climbing into a refrigerator, and because it's lined with lead, he doesn't die. Mm -hmm. They literally drop a bomb on the house that he's in, but he climbs into a fridge and survives. Right. So right out the gate, you're like, um, okay, I know this is a movie, but really? And then the last half hour, when there's killer ants that are eating people, and then Shia LaBeouf like swings with some CGI monkeys, and then they go over like three waterfalls that should kill them and they don't. And then there's aliens. It turns out that the crystal skull is aliens. It's that last half hour. You go back and watch, watch it with Mama B. Watch it again, dude. I'd mm -hmm. love to hear you. Tell me that if you think that could almost be a perfect movie if it wasn't for the fridge scene in the beginning and that last half hour. Like it's it's dialed in other than that. Shy is good. Yeah. He's really good in it. And they bring back Marion and, and Indy is in his 60s and still kicking ass and taking names. He looks great. Yeah, dude, I, I was really glad I watched it again uh, because it wasn't, yeah, there's some problems, but it was much more enjoyable than I remembered. And it's sometimes revisiting something like that after, you know, what we're talking about, 2008, dude, a long ass time ago. Like, it was really good. I loved it, man. Well, we'll oh, definitely talk about those things. Loved it was maybe, I shouldn't have said that. Wait, wait, wait. Scratch that. Pause. Strike that. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it a lot more. Let me say that. Fair. Harrison's the man. He's he's a goat. He's right up there. We talked about Tom Hanks. Harrison's one of those guys, too. For sure. 100%. All right, man. You ready to get on up out of here? Oh, hell yeah. All right. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton. Anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Adios, my peoples. I hate snakes. <laughs>